0: Let's have a chat. An open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No Pants, No Problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at NoPantsPod.
1: Cheers. Welcome
0: to another episode of Two Drinks Cinema. We are two brothers reviewing movies, two drinks at a time. We are past the Christmas festivities. Yeah, I've gained 10 kilos. But we have uh, ham wrapped in a tea towel in the fridge. Yep, We have turkey going dry in between leftover bits of bread. Yep. Hopefully you have some Christmas cake still to eat and hopefully you found a penny in your pudding. That's not a I euphemism. Got a, I got a button. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it might be an in-joke for anybody else. Yeah, for the two listening. family members that listen,
0: <laughs> lols for them.
1: Lols for them. Everybody else, Google it.
0: I, I will have between us recording this, Christmas, and us, you listening to this, the listener hopefully have picked up a whole lot of mince pies for a dollar a packet. Ooh. I love the 27th and the 28th. Ugh. There was one year where I bought a couple on the 26th and they were cheap. And then on the 27th, they were half the price again. Then on the, tw- like by the 29th, they still had mince pies and they were selling them for 20 cents a packet. And they lasted yeah. me till Easter.
1: Ridiculous. Because there's no like food in there.
0: No, no. Uh, which is why they lasted me until Easter and then the leftover hot cross buns lasted me till my birthday. Yeah, but we this is not our Christmas food wrap up. No, it's episode. not. <laughs> this is us talking about the best forty minutes of Christmas film ever made. Yes. It's a Wonderful Life.
1: What a great Christmas, actual Christmas movie that we're talking about.
0: It uh, an hour less of this movie is set at Christmas time than Die Hard. Than Die Hard.
1: Yes, but it's actually. Um a Christmas movie. That's all
0: I really have to say about that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this is this is how we debate. Yeah. <laughs> I say something, Brett says no, Brett says something, I say no, and then, unlike Facebook comments,
1: we move on. We move on. We don't go on and on and then personally attack you.
0: We are going to move on, like George Bailey, moving on from all of the shit that is in his life... Uh. Because he's had a tough. I'm just gonna
1: do a George Bailey and accept the fact that my life's not gonna be that great. Yeah, I mean it's a wonderful life, but it could have been a lot better.
0: Well, I think that's the lesson for everyone. Yeah, you're not actually gonna be as good as you think you might be when you're 12.
1: No, unless unless you're like George's younger brother, and then you're gonna be pretty good.
0: Yeah, but then you win the congressional medal of honor. But then what happens? You get a really good job with your wife's company. Yeah. <laughs> you have to work for your father-in-law. But also, George is good for other people. Harry's good for Harry.
1: Harry's good for Harry. Harry's good for the
0: war. Sam is efforts, good for himself. Sam yep. Wayne, right? He yep. or... Uh, what's her face? Violet. Violet. Looking well, she, after herself. Yeah, she's but she's stuck in Bedford Falls too. That's true. Violet's a very good character. She yep. sacrifices going to New York to give George the money. Spoiler for the end. Yeah. To give George the money.
1: Yeah. And um
0: Yeah. She works she she um
1: she works it out. She grows up.
0: She is. She's a bit of a hussy at the start. She's very much a hussy at the start. By today's standards, but that seems fine in the forties. Yeah. Or well, and the twenties when it was set. Yeah. When that bit was set.
1: Yeah. Because all women were meant to do then Is just marry and have kids
0: So it's okay if Violet likes all the boys?
1: It's okay if she wants to have kids I mean, the goal would be to just have kids with one person
0: Yeah, not all the boys in the town
1: Yes But but I think that the thing as well is You see that during the end bit Where it's like, George, what if you were never alive? Yes um, That she's like works at a strip club, She's a bit of one a of the 14 strip clubs that are now in Pottersville. Yeah. Um, the
0: only one that gets raided by police, though.
1: Yeah. So she's in that being all like... <laughs> whereas then at the end, when George is there, she's all like wholesome and like, I'll stay now.
0: George, as well as saving people from the slums of Potterfield, literally is just a wholesome effect on the town as a whole. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can get that. It's
1: interest. What is the line? There's a line in there about something, how one man's
0: life can touch so many others. That's pretty much the line.
1: That's the pretty much the
0: point of the movie. The movie, so, yes. One man's life can touch so many others. Yes. I forgot that George's brother was would have died.
1: It's quite dark.
0: Yeah. But I, when I thought he was going to the alternate reality where Bedford Falls becomes Biff's place... Yeah. I thought, oh, well, this is going to be sad because Harry is running the company instead of going off to war and winning the Congressional Medal of Honor. But then, oh, no, Harry dies. Yeah, Harry dies. (laughs) At age eight or nine.
1: it's almost like if George was never born, would somebody else have won the war?
0: Oh, have we got a bit of that Amazon show that I forget the name of? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I actually don't have... I have no you know, idea what you're talking there's about.
0: There's an Amazon show that was based on a book where... Wait, let me open IMDb. It'll we'll probably have an Amazon pop-up come up. Um, Amazon show different end to war is what I'm going to search. Okay. Where, is
1: there like Chris Evans in it?
0: No. No. No, not the Tomorrow War. Anyway, the point is, what if the Allies had lost... And Japan and Germany had won. Yeah. And so it's set in America and the Amer- America has been split and part of it is German. Oh, I remember you talking Japanese. about this. Yes. Uh, and it was good, but then I stopped watching it and it's based on a book by someone.
1: Right. And okay. I can't
0: remember what it's called. Let's move on. Let's move on. to more. Let's go back to the start. When you look up into the night sky on a clear night, yep. don't worry about space. Yes. You're actually seeing a whole bunch of angels.
1: That's a lot of angels depending on
0: where you are in well, the world. Also, as we said, every, to- every time a bell rings.
1: Every time?
0: Yeah. So like Martini's bar is pretty busy Christmas Eve and the bell rings every time someone pays. Yeah. That's a lot of angels. That's a lot of angels. And they still can't find a good one to go down and help George. Is it also they give it to the unqualified guy?
1: I want to say that Gower's drugstore. Mm-hmm. When he opens the door, has one of those bell little rings. bell things on yep. the things that ring. There you go.
0: I feel like there's deliberately there's a deliberately few bells, bells throughout the throughout the movie, movie yeah. including the opening. Is the most famous bell in America. Yeah, the Liberty Bell. The Liberty Bell because it's Liberty Films. Imagine the size of the angel or the quality of the angel. That's like when yeah. Joseph gets his wings.
1: Does it depend if size of the bell, size of the wings? That's getting a bit personal. Yeah. So, you know what they say about an angel <laughs> with a big bell? With a big bell, <laughs> ding ding ding
0: ding. So, like the Liberty Bell is like Joseph, who could be like the Joseph, right, of the Christmas time story.
1: Yes. But and my doorbell is just like yeah,
0: not even Clarence. But then like Big Ben, that's St. Peter. Yeah, okay. Like on the front door and level angel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saint though. He's not an angel. He's an angel. He's in heaven. He's an angel saint. He's been... He was sanctified... Sanctified. Before he became dead and an angel. Right. And he's in charge of admissions. And Joseph, Jesus' father... Or stepfather. Stepfather. Is in charge of angel support.
1: Angels he's yep. the angel workflow coordinator. That's what I'm gonna call him.
0: <laughs> Which means like he probably is the one in that like assigns people like in the show Touched by an Angel.
1: Oh. From the nineties. Maybe,
0: maybe. He's um Dela Reese's
1: <laughs> supervisor. Is Dela Reese the Della Angel? Reese? The, the big black woman in the that's yeah. an Angel.
0: And there was. That woman with the accent. She's foreign. <laughs> yeah, she They're all accent. foreign to us. Was she English?
1: The woman, no, I feel like she was some sort of like South African or something. Maybe she was Welsh.
0: It was on CBS. Or Scottish. It went for nine years. That's a lot. That's a lot. But I feel like for the amount of time we saw it on TV, it went for 35. Yeah Like it feels like days of our lives That's just been running forever Della Reese Yeah Roma Downey Monica Monica, Tess and Andrew Are a trio of angels sent to earth To tell depressed and troubled people That God loves them and hasn't forgotten them
1: That sounds like It's a Wonderful Life it Sounds like the so... last 40
0: minutes of it So the last <laughs> the last bit of It's a Wonderful Life Is actually episode one of Touch by an Angel
1: There you go Roma Downey was born in Northern Ireland
0: yeah, I knew she wasn't South African and I knew she wasn't American. So, Roma Downey and Della Reese are in every episode.
1: She's been nominated for a primetime Emmy twice for Best Lead Actress in a Daytime Drama Series.
0: John Dye anyway. was Andrew in 188 episodes and then the angel Gloria was Valerie Bertinelli.
1: Gloria, Gloria. Where did the angel touch you? <laughs> <laughs> Just to bring it back to I left that one for
0: you. Just bring okay. that back
1: to Family Guy as all family things should
0: guy. be. So in nineteen forty six being depressed was worse than being sick. Yeah. There's much less stigma around mental health. At least in the angels minds. But in but like even in the town, like when he's clearly having a breakdown.
1: Mary's like, people are trying to help, up
0: Mary realizes, sends the kids off to pray. Mr. Martini is like, "Oh, you okay, Mr. Bailey?" Yep. And the even Nick, who he in the alternate reality is an asshole, even he cares. You well, right down Mr. Bailey. But who doesn't care? Can't get his accent right. The guy who doesn't care, Harry Potter, cares more about his tree. Oh, that
1: guy, <laughs> fuck off! Yeah. So he's all drunk and what, disfigured and discouraged, disfigured, disfigured. <laughs> discombobulated, we punched in the lip, discouraged, dis, Pr- depressed, D- and then um, he crashes into a tree Yeah. and the guy who says, is like, my grandfather planted this tree, how dare you? I'm like, he just scratched yeah. a tree.
0: There's a bit of bark missing, mate. The tree's yeah. not going to die. The tree will be fine. Put a bit of sea salt on it and you'll be right. Yeah.
1: I don't know if they had sea salt back then.
0: Yeah, they used natural things. Yeah, they used
1: um, salt, sea salt. No,
0: no. Is so it far from the sea? Do you reckon Bedford Falls? There's a river, but it might—it's probably not a saltwater river. Yeah, it's a
1: very rough going river.
0: We're jumping around a bit.
1: We are jumping around.
0: Young, right. well, the angels are first. Yes, angels and Clarence, the clockmaker. Yep, is the work experience angel.
1: Yeah, he hasn't quite got his wings.
0: So, as I said in the preview episode. It's a little bit of a like, like George Bailey. We think is important, but not important enough to send a real angel to. Yeah, like Della Reese is not going down there. Yeah, no, no. Clarence is going down yeah. there. Who's a bit of an idiot?
1: He's not. He's an inexperienced young angel. Yes, Which, not young because he's been dead for two hundred thirty-four years. That's fine.
0: <laughs> he is explained by Joseph and the other guy off of Joseph, a slightly smaller galaxy. Yeah. They explain that George Bailey is discouraged, which means depressed, and he's thinking of giving away God's greatest gift. Oh, his life. His life. Uh, And so then for the sake of the audience, Joseph has to explain to Clarence George Bailey's life. Yes. So then we flash back to... So we also get explained George Bailey's life, which
1: is very good.
0: Yes, it's very convenient for us. Very convenient for us and very important. it is just an episode of Touched by an Angel. It's not a feature film. No. We go back to when George was 11 or 12 and saves his brother's life. And then we go to when George is telling Mary, who's in love with him, about how many harems he's going to have. He wants to... Explore the world and be an adventurer. Yes. And have lots of sex with women. Yeah. Do you think he knows what harems really are? No. He just thinks that's a thing. He's that
1: just, he read it in a magazine.
0: Powerful men have harems. So he's going to have one. And then that's a very good scene. And we, it's obviously through the whole movie, we see scenes of where George is thinking of other people and being selfless. Yeah. He reads the telegram that his boss's son. I died Mm. So he goes and he's like Can I get you anything? Can I get you anything? And then he doesn't give the pills Yes To the diphtheria people Because it's poison Because it's poison He gets a belting You don't
1: know what you were doing You're sad Yes You're
0: sad Another mental health comment Mm. You're not working very well If you're going to be sad And depressed about things You should have the day off Self care
1: But also you maybe shouldn't have the day off Because I feel like you're the only Like pharmacist in the town
0: Yeah but, like, the guy... That kid's not going to die of diphtheria that day. If Maybe Mr not. Gower takes the afternoon off. He is going to die if Mr Gower fucks the pills up and gives him poison. That's
1: true. Which, flicking ahead, does happen if George was never born to yes. stop him doing the poisons.
0: So, George wishing he's never born essentially murders four children.
1: Yep. Three and his own brother.
0: Diphtheria and his brother. Yep, yep. And then also a whole uh, <laughs> tanker worth of soldiers Yep. in the war. Yep. And potentially Pottersville is the only non-Japanese speaking town in America. Maybe. Or they don't speak German too.
1: Yeah, and it is now a town that has no class and is just filled with burlesque clubs, strip clubs.
0: Night clubs, full yeah. of night clubs. Not a night club. Midnight. One is open until oh. midnight.
1: And you know what they even have a store of? A pawnbroker. Oh, oh.
0: Could you imagine? Whoa. And the building and loan becomes a strip joint. Yeah. The epitome of exactly what it's not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I, could have, not, no. I could have said that the different.
1: I think the opposite of a strip club is a clothing store.
0: Milliman's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> from a, yeah, from a mum for Christmas. I think the opposite of a buildings and loan is like it.
0: Like a pawnbroker, broker Probably Yeah maybe. An actual P-A-W-N
1: P-A-W-N broker yeah. yeah
0: Where you have to Hock your stuff Because you can't afford it Yeah Next up Pottersfield Next up Pottersfield Next up Pottersville. Seinfeld Pottersville. reference If you got that The kid that plays George Is very good He is a good young actor He's much more talented Than many child actors uh, Who have gone on To do much more Including Mr. Potter's niece Yeah I would say that George Bailey the Young in It's a Wonderful Life is better than Drew Barrymore in E.T.
1: I think she's, I think he's better than Drew Barrymore in anything I've seen her in.
0: Would you have preferred... I don't know,
1: Lee. I can't do her accent. I'm not <laughs> even going to
0: try. I can't be bothered today. Um, if you had to choose, right, would you have preferred for Drew Barrymore or... The kid that played young George Bailey to play Donnie Darko's teacher. <laughs> uh
1: I think I would have preferred Drew Barrymore because I don't think he meant to like the teacher in Donnie Darko.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think he meant to like any of the adults in Donnie Darko. Anyway, Except we've the talked mum. about that
1: one. You don't even like Donnie. He's not an adult.
0: He is, but Donnie isn't. Or maybe he is because he's kept down. We don't know. Anyway, we're not talking about that. Yeah. Bert and Ernie are more of a pair than I thought they were
1: Yeah That's why you can see how Sesame Street people were like uh, What's going on here? Yeah
0: Maybe they're roommates Maybe
1: they did live together Although Ernie does have a wife Yes that he As goes, is mentioned after one time after he was ogling Violet
0: He suddenly thinks of his wife Yeah I better call my wife
1: And then he sees his wife and then starts thinking about Violet again
0: And then they have four kids <laughs> Not as many kids as the martinis. <laughs> or thinking, not
1: as many goats either.
0: Yeah. And then Mary just like, I'll, I'll, I'll I've look got, after the goat. I've got the goat. Got it's the fine. Goat. It's a very um, tame goat. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. There were a few interesting choices of the way it was shot. Okay. Like when they have dinner before Harry's graduation party. Yeah. For half the scene, the light fitting is blocking Harry. Yeah, that was weird. And then later in the watch house keepers thing after he tries to kill himself and Mm. ends up saving Clarence. Yeah. The clothesline is blocking half of Clarence's face.
1: Well, I think also the clothesline was blocking naked Clarence. The nudity.
0: But then the actual line is across Clarence's face when he's talking to... George. Yeah. A bit weird. I, I think it's to make it a bit more real. Yeah. Like, we're kind of just an observer within the scene. Yes. Rather than we've set this up for you to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we don't need to see his face. Yeah. And we're like, we're just there in the corner looking. With yes. angels, not creepy way, as an yeah. angel. Yeah. The... But then also the shot of them when they throw the stones and smash the windows, mm-hmm. that's very good. Yeah. Obviously, well, not obviously, but I reckon they're not actually throwing and smashing windows. They are. They are? In there was a thing
1: that when Donna Reed was going to um, throw it yeah. and thing they had like some sniper. A BB gun. Ready to just like shoot out the window. Yeah. But she was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like she played... Um, baseball or softball in high school or something.
0: Softball. Girls don't play baseball. Not in the forties.
1: Oh, all right. Um, and then she, yeah, she threw it and hit the window.
0: Maybe she was a member of the American All yeah. Girls League of Their Own, the All American Girls Baseball League. She might have played baseball. She could have been a Rockford Peach. Apologies to Gina Davis, yeah. for saying that girls don't play baseball in the thirties. She and 40s. could
1: have been Madonna. Oh, she
0: could have been she- Madonna was in, was played left field. She had a good arm. Do you think? Let's have a look if there's any characters named Donna when we watch A League of Their Own at some point for Patreon.com/slash/two-drink-cinema. forward
1: All that we know is that she wasn't Ellen Sue Gutlander. Ugh. Anyway, that's it. Okay. Random thing.
0: But also,
1: remember this conversation from when we do A League of Their Donna Own. Donna
0: Reed, Madonna.
1: Oh, Madonna Reed. Yeah. Oh, and Rosie
0: O'Donnell. Donna, no. Madonna, Mary and Joseph. It's a wonderful life. Joseph.
1: Mary Hatch. I got nothing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Violet. You're turning violet, violet. (laughs) Now you're just saying words. (laughs) Um, We're doing
1: six degrees of random words. It's it's not even linking to anything. Six
0: degrees of no links is our new trivia segment. Yeah. How can you connect Willy Wonka to It's a Wonderful Life?
1: There was, there's definitely a Mary. There's someone named Mary. <gasps>
0: Mary. No, there's May. Violet. No, it's there's May. Violet. That's what I it's said. It's May Monobito. Oh, in League that's of Madonna's Their own. name. I thought it was Mary, but it's May. No, it's Donna Reed. She's playing Donna Reed.
1: No, Donna Reed is the... Oh, yep. Okay, yeah? got it. Yeah. In Mary real life. Hatch in real
0: life. Wasn't in No, but the the this is the same beaches.
1: time. What? So, so, a League of Their Own is set during the Second World War. Yeah, but this is that's not when Donna. Yeah, but that's not when Donna Reed was playing in high school.
0: Yeah, but then she finished high school and then went on to play for the Rockford Peaches. Yeah, okay. She didn't. Mm,
1: I think she was a racing bell.
0: I, f- I feel like if Donna Reed, the star <laughs> of It's a Wonderful Life, had actually played in one of the teams that A League of Their Own is based on, that might have come up in the movie.
1: Yeah. I reckon something would have happened.
0: But that's not what we're talking about.
1: No, but that was way off topic. That there was one of lots. our bigger, more... <laughs> There are lots <laughs> of, of
0: lots of life lessons and lots of comments in the movie. From being nice to other people. Yep. To putting other people above yourself to a big comment about money. Yes. And Potter being an arsehole because he's rich. Yep. And George Bailey not thinking about money but thinking about people. Yeah. It's a very capitalist versus a bit socialist thing. Yeah, yeah. Quite relevant for these days because Potter is the 1%. Yes, he's the Potter is Bezos. Oh, Potter is Trump, I was going to say. Oh, yeah, he's a bit that too because he does buy all the property. There you go. Do you think it's like, you know in How I Met Your Mother, when Barney watches The Karate Kid, he thinks that Johnny's the good guy (laughs) and that Ralph Macchio's the bad guy you think when Trump watches Into Wonderful Life, he's cheering for yeah, Ke- he, yeah, He prefers Pottersville?
1: Yeah, he's like, that's right. You call the cops on him. Yeah.
0: And he's like, damn that George Bailey. Yeah. He's ruined this town. <laughs> yes. Yep. That's like what that
1: is.
0: 100%. He... It's set in a very good time to fuck someone's life up multiple times in 20 years. Yep. The Depression, a world war... You know, all these things that are going on. Yeah. Constant rain. Diphtheria. Lots of rain. Diphtheria. Yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah. Consumption. Sure, why not chuck it in there? Consumption. Probably there was some TB around. Yeah. Why not? Spanish flu. Influenza was deadly as the. the, I said influenza. Influenza. Influenza's canals. Yeah. yeah. Influenza was deadly. Yeah. As Mr. Gower's son died of the influenza. There you go. Yeah. So, obviously, he wasn't wearing a mask. Oh God, let's skip that. Billy's a good drunk.
1: Billy's a very good drunk. He's very Irish, drunk. so we just assume that he just he's done it
0: before. He's Irish.
1: Billy Thomas yeah. Mitchell. He's got an Irish accent the whole time. Does he?
0: Yeah. He's the brother of, and the brother's American.
1: Um, Uncle Billy. Uncle Billy. I'm pretty have an sure he, an, he has an accent. Or am I confusing him with when he's in gone with the wind and he has an Irish accent?
0: He doesn't have an Irish accent in Bedford Falls.
1: He has some accent that's different.
0: Because it would be very... It's odd enough that he has a pet crow and a pet squirrel. They're not going to then make him have a very different accent to his brother.
1: I don't know. He, I thought he had some accent. I think I'm actually thinking of... You're not thinking um, of this movie. Gone with the wind where he actually plays an Irishman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um,
0: One thing The robe situation
1: The robe Where situation Mary Ooh, loses her robe Problematic
0: So But before that I like when You know some When you first see him step on the thing of the robe yes. You're like Oh he's going to pull the robe off Yeah And you're like It's just signposting it But then he doesn't And you're like Oh that's okay He didn't But then he does And you're like Oh he does oh, He does funny. Yeah Yeah <laughs> When it comes up, I like it when it's signposted but doesn't happen, but then does happen later. Yes. And you don't have to see him step on it the second time because you saw him step on it the first time. Yeah. And you know that's why they've got no robe. Is it problematic? A little bit. I feel like it's much less problematic because they did so well to set Jimmy Stewart's character up as a A nice fun. guy. Yeah, nice and fun. Yep. If it was Sam Wainwright, it would be yeah, very different. It would be very different. Whereas I feel like Jimmy Stewart, we we know George Bailey well enough as a good man, that that situation we know he's just joking around. Tonight, because as soon here. as the car comes and says your dad's sick, he gives the robe. It's like straight here's back, your robe. I'll get a look leave at them.
1: Get a look at your garbos later.
0: Yeah. He, he goes, I'll see the garbos later. I gotta go, dad's died. Um, but he does just leave her there in the street yeah, a in weird. a robe. Well, it's, it's a small town. It's a
1: small town. She'll get home.
0: It's not too far to go. Yeah. So. What did
1: you wish when you threw that round?
0: That was the, that was one thing. And when Potter calls Mr. Martini a garlic eater. Bit weird. They were probably, I think, the only things that didn't seem to age well in the movie, which is doing very well considering it's 75 years old. I found
1: an article.
0: Okay, good.
1: Um, from ScreenRant.com.
0: Yes. Good mob.
1: Six things about it's a wonderful wife that have aged. Did I say wife? That have yes. aged poorly. Um it's you know, it's a great meal movie, it's still good, should still be celebrated, but standards have changed. Okay. Surprisingly, standards of movie making have
0: changed in seventy five years. Yes. And standards of society.
1: Yes. One thing these aren't really just things, it's more general tones and the okay. thing,
0: I think maybe. Black and white, like, as opposed to colour yeah, tones. tones sepia yeah, tone, yeah. That hasn't aged well. No. Black and white. Um
1: the town keeps the money a secret. What money? The money that it gives him at the end. George Bailey is shown to be mostly selfless man toward the town. However, when he is in danger of losing the building alone, in his eyes, the town does nothing to help. What? Yeah. The ending of the film is joyous and shows the town has gathered all the money George is owed and then some. Problem is, it was done behind his back. What?
0: He was off off gallivanting around with an angel. Okay.
1: Oh, but that was a not real.
0: No. Ooh. What... I think what's It's happened,
1: one thing to surprise someone. It's another thing to let them break down and think they are hopeless. The sharing of wealth is a great life lesson from the movie, but it could have been handled a bit better.
0: I, I disagree, Screen Rant. Yes. What I think happens is not that they were saving up this money the whole time to help George Bailey. Yeah. I think Mary invented gofundme. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Like gofundme, she, she, she sent a th- link out yeah. to the George Bailey Help Foundation. No, she in they weren't like, "Oh, I'm just saving some money one day I'm going to give it to George and then don't give it to him until he throws himself off a bridge." What it yeah. was was Mary went door knocking and people are like, "Yeah, I have got 5 bucks." And the reason they have 5 bucks is because of George Bailey. Yeah.
1: It says, an argument could be made that nobody had time to tell him because he was with Clarence, but word travels fast in a small town. Surely someone could have found him and let him know before he even met the angel, which technically does happen because then when George goes back to the bridge and just like, Clarence, I want to live again. Yeah. Then it's like, rewind, and then it's where he was before he jumped yeah. in. Yeah. And then Bert, Bert, you know, puts away his accordion. And then comes back, yeah. and he's just like George, you got to come.
0: I think it's there's really not much time between him leaving the house and getting to the bridge.
1: No, even in the space of the movie, it's only like
0: like if you take out all that time twenty minutes. If you take out all that time that he's with the angel, because that's not real time. No. It's like enough for him to walk to Martini's, which is not far. No. Have a few drinks, which is like half an hour, an hour. Yep. Then walk to the bridge. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Like it's an hour tops. He doesn't have a mobile phone. No. The town is small, yes. but I feel like it's quite spread out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Bailey Park or whatever, where the Martini's is. is yeah. You know. I reckon what's happened is. You have to drive there. Between his house and Martini's, she started ringing around. Yeah. By the time she's treat. called Martini's, he's, he's already left gone. to go to the bridge. Yeah. Next point. That No. No. Good. This one. <laughs> In our debating?
1: No. no. George is kind of mean. He, well, his James Stewart is a fantastic actor. And George Bailey is one of his best roles. George is played to be a selfless man who only wants to live life, but admittedly some actions of his are questionable. The most obvious example is when he blows up at his family. It is fully understandable and even relatable why it happened, but George could have gone about it better.
0: I mean, whatever. It's the point of the movie. Yeah, another example
1: is when he refuses to give Mary her clothes back. Sure, this could be seen as harmless flirting, but Mary was left hiding in a bush without clothes while George just laughed it all away. At the end of the day, George is a very kind and selfless man, down on his luck.
0: But those around him didn't deserve the way. He's not mean. He's not mean. Fuck off. Do you, know the, do you know the equal? I have an equal to leaving Mary in the bush with no clothes on. One time we played a baseball game and then we all went to the pub after. Oh, this is a true story. Yeah, it's a true story. Oh, okay. One time we played a baseball game, we all went to the pub after. And one guy needed to get changed and was getting changed in the car park. And he took his shirt off and he took his pants off and then he had his clothes on the back of the ute and then the guy in the ute just drove off (laughs) and left him there outside the pub in his jocks. That's the same. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. And because, as I just said, we know that Jimmy Stewart is the nicest person in Bedford Falls Yeah. and does love Mary, it's not a problem. Yes. No,
1: no. Uh, George is a victim. Yes. Well, that's just that's just a statement. That's also correct. That's also the m- movie. Point of movie. Yeah. Uh, in many ways, George is a victim of others' selfishness. From a young age, George wanted to leave the sleepy town of Bedford Falls and travel the world. These wishes were well known, and yet it seemed as if everyone in George's life wanted to keep him there. They knew George would reluctantly stay there. He's with honestly little
0: care about what he wanted to do. Well, I think that's... That's always the debate when it comes to selflessness, but but that they are often taken advantage of. But
1: that's not aged poor. I don't get how that's something that's aged poorly. That's still a thing today.
0: Yeah. Selfless people are still taken advantage of today. That's not aged poorly. That was the case before 1946, and it's been the case since. No.
1: Yeah. I don't really like that one.
0: I don't like any of them so far. But keep going. Why not?
1: Mr. Potter isn't evil. Mr. Potter is certainly an unlikable despicable man I don't okay just like thesaurus. Um, the movie portrays him as a heartless cold man. While this may be the case, he may not be inherently evil. Mr. Potter cares only for himself and his money, but at the end of the day he's helping the town regardless of regardless of his ulterior motives.
0: What help is he providing though?
1: Well I think when at the, maybe at the end, when George is like, we lost all this money. He's helping them, the town. none. no,
0: no he's not. Bedford but Falls also may not
1: want his help, but the fact is, he oh, he's trying to gentrify it or like build it up. No, he's not.
0: He's putting in things that make money.
1: Of course, calling the cops on George just to get him out of the picture is an awful thing to do. But he did technically break the law. Mister Potter is a bad man, and seeing him lose grip on George was the happy kind of trope fans love to see.
0: But in the end, he was just a businessman, nothing more. No. Uh, no, I also, I don't think he's presented as evil. I think he's just presented as despicable.
1: I think, I don't think it's evil. It's just like he's the bad guy. He's yeah. the bad guy in this yeah. storyline. They're
0: not making him evil.
1: No. He is a businessman. No. trying to c- take over a small town. Yeah. Which is what the, again, what the movie is about. Yes. George willing to leave his family with nothing. Not nothing. Shortly before George met Clarence, he was at absolute low point. It doesn't take a detective to deduce what he was thinking on that bridge because he literally says it. But the consequences (laughs) of going through with it would have left his family in financial ruins. George was on the brink of losing his business and he knew what this would hurt his family's stability. However, he could have always bounced back. Not if he was in prison, but without him, his family would have been far worse off in more ways than one. It's debatable if George was serious about it. After all, he saved Clarence without thinking twice.
0: But if he was, it would have been selfish on his part. All right. Well, I'm not going to switch my no pants, no problems hat on and go into a whole rant about talking about suicide as being selfish because that's not what we're talking about. But the point of the movie... Is that he saves Clarence without a thought. Yeah. The and point that's is, what yeah, saves him. And that's his base like
1: instinct is other is people. To save other people. Yeah. But the only reason he's thinking of killing himself is because he has the life insurance that would help his family. And then Potter the Dick, who is an evil, yeah. um, says you're better off more, you're worth Worth more more. dead than
0: alive. Yes. Although, quite often, life insurance policies don't pay out on suicide. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't in the mid-40s either. Sorry, screen rant. No. There's one more. Okay. Mary is
1: nothing without a man in her life. Mm. When George sees how different Bedford Falls would be without him, one of the biggest changes was with his wife, Mary. Instead of just having married someone else, she is a poor library spinster. I nearly said liberal (laughs) today. This is portrayed as negative because she is single. Mm. There is nothing wrong with an adult living their life single, but here it is treated as a tragedy because Mary shouldn't be alone because she is a woman. This is a distracting plot point that almost comes off as a bit sexist by today's standards. Besides this glaring issue, the movie is still an icon and mostly stands the test of time as not just one of the greatest
0: Christmas movies, okay, but one of the greatest films of all time. I don't think it's portrayed as a tragedy that she's alone. I think it's about three minutes of the whole movie. So, But it's also like, how can you make a, the biggest difference between Mary and Mary marrying and Mary not... Marrying George. By having her not marry.
1: Yeah. And because she was so happy with George and the kids... Yeah. ...that for her to be single and on her own... um, Yep. ...would just be... Like, she would be so unhappy. You know, all she probably would have done if George wasn't there is marry Sam Wainwright and then she'd be rich.
0: Yes. But then she wouldn't be in the town to make the point... Yes. Like, in terms of telling the story... Yeah. Yeah. There's no... It's also just to show the fact that they are each other's true love kind of thing. But at the very start of the movie, she says, George Bailey, I'll love you till the day I die. Yeah.
1: And so she's
0: clearly in love with him, and she might not have married Sam Wainwright. But she wouldn't have... Oh, true. She wouldn't have never met George Bailey, you're right. Yeah. But she might not have married because she still might not have been... Like she it wasn't ever in love with Sam, right? Even though he invented soy plastic, yeah, or was the money of it. Yes, alternative plastics were a thing in 1946. There you go. But the turtles are still dying. Turtles, today. Oh, the poor turtles. We got to fix that, Clarence. Yeah, come on, you got your wings now, Clary. But on Mary, she's a great character. She pretty much saves the day. Well, she saves. George as much as Clarence does. Yep. And because she's the one that whips up all the money Yes, at the end. Yeah, yeah, At the start of the depression, the rush on the bank and the rush on the buildings and loan. Yep. She's the one that comes up with, I've got this wad of cash in my hand.
1: Yeah, so she saves the building and loan then as well.
0: Yeah. So she's not nothing without a man. Yeah, she'll be George fine. George is nothing without Mary. Not yeah. nothing, but but he'd be gone he would not be in business yeah and billy would be in the insane asylum
1: yeah because billy took over the buildings and loan after george's father died because harry was off doing better things because he's not a selfless man and then um billy went insane and so the buildings and loan closed down and became a pawnbroker
0: or potter bought out the buildings and loan yes and turned everywhere into pottersville next up pottersville, next up pottersville. Yep. and then potter's yard and
1: potter's lane and Pottersville where, according to one sign, there are no dogs allowed. No loitering and no dogs. And no smoking outside the library.
0: Well, that's a good one.
1: I assume that there's no smoking, that there is smoking in other joints. No pun intended. Well, in the, in the in midnight the, nightclub for yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. It's funny when Mary has the whole thing of cash on their wedding night. She's like, I feel like a bootlegger's wife.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: she feels like a... Oh, I feel like a drug dealer's wife is the yeah. is the equivalent of that the today. ending. Yes. Very good. I did tear up. Yeah. Yeah. I always do. Yeah. It, the ending without Zuzu's singing is better.
1: Yeah. And a bit without James Stewart's singing as well. There is one scene where the dubbing of the dialogue is a bit off. Oh, really? Or it looks a bit strange. I didn't notice that. I think it's in the f- the scene where Clarence and George go to the cemetery, yep, and see like Harry Bailey's tombstone, which the years of his birth might be wrong, might be wrong. Um, but then it was like it
0: looks like they had to post do some post filming, some uh, what do they call it? Audio di- add additional dialogue recording yeah. Yeah. ADR ADR. They That's had to do some lingo. of that.
1: Um, and it just looks a bit weird.
0: Uh, the the party at the end when they get all the money, uh, Janie is suddenly good at piano. Yeah. And Bert rocks up with an accordion. Yeah, which
1: is something that I don't remember noticing
0: before. He's very good at the accordion because he can play old Lang Syne. Do you think he's Janie's piano teacher, maybe? Nah. Nah. Because she's just like... Harold, angel <laughs> That's how she plays Glory to That's how I play the piano Because I have to think about where every note is The
1: newborn king, 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 king King
0: <laughs> And then at one point it sounds a bit jazzy Yeah Like she's syncopating it a bit A little bit Yeah but But
1: everything's good The bank examiner, out of all the people in that room at the end... Gives him $1. The bank examiner has the least amount of money. Yep. Then the detective or the whoever comes in, rips up the the, um, arrest warrant. Even though... All good. Technically, he still did do something illegal. And Uncle Billy is probably happier than George because Uncle Billy's fault,
0: it was all his fault. Well, like that screen rant, George is again a victim of... Uh, Billy letting him take the fall for him. Yeah, yeah. He
1: literally took the fall. George, Billy took the fall once in this movie, and that's when he was
0: drunk and he ran into some garbage cans. And he fell into the garbage cans, but then George fell into the river. Yes. Uh, Dived for the money. Very good Very good dive. It's So Jimmy Stewart, it is one of his best roles, and you said in the preview that it is his favourite yeah. He's very good. Yes. Because he plays 18 to 38, as you've said, or whatever, in the one movie. Yeah. And he plays the, like, the youthful, hopeful 18 very well. Yes. But then he does, like, and I forgot how well James Stewart does sarcastic. Oh, yeah. Like, he's very good at it. And the bit that reminded me was when they were in the watch housekeeper or whatever we're calling him next to the river. The river boat it wasn't a boat. The river boat bridge, bridge. master master. Yeah. The troll. The troll that lives the under the bridge. The troll that lives under yeah. the bridge. When they're in his place drying off the angel's clothes. Yeah. He uh the angel says, Oh, I'm here to help you. And Jimmy's like, Oh, you can only help me if you've got eight thousand dollars. And then the angel goes, Oh well we don't do money in heaven. He's like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah <laughs> Like, that's just so sarcastic. And he goes, well, we kind of need it down here. Yeah, it's pretty
1: useful down here. <laughs> yeah, mate.
0: he's very good at that. And then he's very good at angry and... But, like, the, he, a lot of shit happens to George, but it's not... George doesn't seem sad. Even though the whole time we're thinking, poor George, poor George, poor George, he doesn't seem outwardly definitely sad. Yeah. He just has moments and we see the occasional facial expression, which shows how good Jimmy Stewart is and as as an actor as well. I think it's like that subtle fatal facial expression. Yeah. There's a few things
1: like oh now I can he gets all ready to go on an adventure and yeah. then his dad died. Yeah. And then it's oh he gets all ready to go on an adventure because Harry's back from college. And then oh he's getting married so he can't so he has yes. to stay again
0: and that's when he cracks it at Mary's house yes that and that's when you kind of see that he's just kind of holding it together himself for the sake of other people uh, and again I don't want to get too no pants no problems about the th- it the three greatest sounds in the world according to George Bailey yes
1: train whistles yep something engines anchor chains anchor chains. And something. and something engines. Yeah, but the three greatest sounds, according to Uncle Billy, are breakfast is served, lunch is served, dinner is served.
0: And drinks are served. And drinks are served. <laughs> Certainly. <fair>. And <coughs> may or may not crow. be Irish Billy. <laughs> the, I think the perfect thing
1: about, like, this movie helped a lot, but James Stewart is, like, the ultimate just American, man. everyday American yep. man yeah. actor. So it's very iconic for him and that's how he was portrayed a lot. But this probably helped it. Yeah. Because this is like the ultimate American normal
0: man character in the history of cinema. Yeah. Of having all these hopes and the true story of the the lesson of the film is that life is not going to be as good as you think it is when you're 12. No. Unfortunately. No. You're not going to go off and get a harem in Fiji because no. I don't think they have harems in Fiji. No, I
1: think they might be in a different
0: part of the world. Yes. Yes. But you could, I think they're called something else in Fiji, get coconuts. Yes. In Fiji and the Coral Sea. Yep. I'm not sure where the Coral Sea is. Isn't that the Caribbean? Isn't it just like over here? I thought the Coral Sea was in the Caribbean. I thought the not Coral Sea Fiji was somewhere is. near Australia. Oh, probably. I'm the geography. is in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I know that because I've been there. <laughs> yeah. The Coral Sea is a
1: marginal sea of the South Pacific off the northeast coast of Australia and classified as an interim Australian bioregion.
0: Is that where Bally High is from South Pacific? Yeah. In the Coral Sea.
1: Yeah. Where you wash your man right out of your yeah.
0: And you can go on some enchanted evening with your harem if you're George Bailey. (laughs) Um He's very good and he's very good at showing all of the emotions both outwardly, like when he cracks it at his family and he cracks it at Mary, but also subtly you see occasionally that he's like, oh, fuck, I've got to do this again. Like, oh, fuck, I'm just going another day to the building and loan. Yep, yep, yep. yep. It's like, oh, fuck, the bank inspector's here. Whereas he could be off doing his Captain Cook thing. Yep. uh, But he's not. No, he is
1: not. It's very well cast, the whole movie.
0: Yeah. Right down the to the The kid kids. actors, are all the three, like Mary and Violet as kids don't get a lot of screen time, but they're very good. And the boy that plays young George Bailey is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the four kids. Yeah. George and Mary's four kids uh, are also very good. Zuzu's cute with the little flower. And it's a classic dad trick. She's like, stick these pedals back on, and he's like, oh yeah, they're stuck on, and then yeah. he hides them in his pocket. Yeah. It's like, look, it's all like perfect. Yeah, uh, it's a very dad trick. He's Do we good like dad? Yeah, he's good. America's dad. They're fine,
1: America's dad. Jimmy Stewart is America's dad, and Tom Hanks is America's
0: uncle. And isn't Paul Rudd apparently is? Oh no, he's the internet's boyfriend.
1: Uh, Paul Rudd is the um, overrated. Uncle, yeah, I don't. I'm not a. Meh, I don't get to see it. Anyway, let's not get into yeah, that.
0: Yeah, we won't. Um, I think of the sexiest men alive that I know, Paul Rudd is the least sexy. Yep. When you've had like Idris Elba, although Brad Blake, Pitt, Blake George Blake his
1: face was one once. Who? Blake?
0: That guy that, that Blake Shelton is that a guy? Is he married to Gwen Stefani? Yeah,
1: him. Yeah. Anyway, um, how many martinis are you giving it? out of 5 that's the only thing
0: i can think oh, of um how many martinis out of 5 or what is a rum punch that the angel tries to order and a mulled wine a mulled wine yeah <laughs> <A> rum <laughs> yeah. punch and mulled wine um it's 4 and something yeah out of 5 yeah 4.63 out of 5 <laughs> martinis with an extra olive i almost want to say 5 but It's very hard to be five. Then I think
1: that if I'm saying my favourite movies of all time, I think I just ranked one of them less than that. (laughs) So I don't know if I... um, Although it is a good movie doesn't mean it's necessarily my favourite. Do we have to move this into the
0: Patreon now? Yeah, maybe. Just four
1: and I'll go... Because I'm doing halves.
0: I'm not doing fractions. Yeah, okay. I'll do a four and a half. Four and... Yeah, 4.63. So I'm rating it higher than you. Yeah, but only because you're doing fractions. And an extra olive... If I was being a martini, dick, if I was being a dick, I would say four point seven five. Or I well, I can do it in whole numbers, but then I've got to do it out of six or seven. Yeah, don't. So I'm giving it five out of seven, or four point six three. Just five. give it a thing out of five. <laughs> You've been listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. Old Lang Syne yes. is what we should sing. Well, well, no, we're going to have another episode before the end of the year. We are because we've got. Uh, reviews of Matrix Resurrections and West Side Story. Uh, And then in the new year, we're going to have one episode of our wrap-up of 2021. Yes. Uh, And then we're going to have a little break, uh, but then we'll be back to it. So we hope you had a very good Christmas and are enjoying a bit of a break. And we... And yes. And yes. (laughs) Hark the Herald Angels... Sing. And remember that no man is a failure
1: who has friends. Ding, ding, ding. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening
1: to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help
0: us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment. For more of Odd Socks Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description.
1: Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group
0: to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly.
1: Cheese. Cheese.
0: Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash twodrinkcinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. patreon.com forward slash twodrinkcinema. Cheers.